Hello. Tonight, I'm thinking about standardization and platonic ideas and potatoes. Uh, this is a bit of a put-on in terms of the introduction. I haven't paid attention to every single daily um, that he puts out, but um, David Lynch does two daily video podcasts, sort of. One of them is The Number of the Day in which he literally draws a random number uh, from a, uh, a a bottle full of ping pong balls with numbers written on them, kind of like the lottery. And then the other one he does is the daily forecast, in which he tells you the forecast in L.A. where he is and what he's thinking about. I don't watch them every day because I forget to, uh, and I haven't watched a lot of them, but they are remarkable because they are... The, the same thing every day, and yet there's something slightly different in every single one of them. Of course, the forecasts are always different, and he's thinking about different things. And in the case of drawing a random number, it's a random number. So it could be the same every day, but it probably isn't going to be. This is part of the artistry and the genius of David Lynch, and also the confusion, in many ways, about trying to see what he does. I've been a David Lynch fan ever since, probably since I saw Dune. I think that was the first thing of his I saw. I, I don't think... Twin Peaks came before that. I think Twin Peaks was later. But Twin Peaks is the thing I love the most. And then I've I went back and watched Eraserhead and uh, The Straight Story, which is a remarkable story uh, and kind of odd for David Lynch to do, but done in in a slightly David Lynchian way. And I'm trying to remember the other films uh, of his. Uh, anyway, that's not the point. If there's a point. Part of it is is the creativity that he injects into sometimes these simple situations. Um, sometimes it's about the 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 aggrandization he makes to very small points. Damn fine pie, coffee and hot, or good coffee and hot. That was uh, from Twin Peaks, and it's it's just sort of amazing how he elevates these things. Um, there was a there's a scene in Twin Peaks where they're essentially relying upon serendipity, which I talked a bit about yesterday, in which Cooper throws a rock and it bounces around the space and I think hits Andy in the forehead and then comes to land in something that gives them some idea of what's going on. That whole series, I feel like it needs to be re-examined. I'm going to be embarking with friends on a rewatch of that at some point soon. Uh, and I have... Uh, audio versions of some of the last books are put out, The Secrets and, and um, The Hidden Dossier and stuff. I want to get the physical books at some point. But my point is mostly that there's a, an artistry in that repetitive and simple setting that he injects just a little bit of bizarreness that completely blows it away. And so to return back to the, the title of today's episode, um, thinking about um, standardization platonic ideals and potatoes because I, I every once in a while I just sort of look around the space that I'm in um, and this often occurs in the kitchen because I find that there are so many things in the kitchen which which can inspire this particular series of thoughts and that's uh, if only this place was organized better I would find everything I need and the biggest problem I have is that I don't even realize I have some things I actually bought a big uh, refill bottle of sage because I thought I had run out and I actually ordered it online because I couldn't find sage anywhere locally. It was weird. 
I'd gone to four different grocery stores and couldn't find anything but a small amount of sage for a ridiculous price, which I bought just to make sure I had some. And so I bought this big thing of sage, and sure enough, when I went to look and where I store my spices, I realized, oh, I actually have half of one of these already. And if only I'd been able to kind of inventory that a bit more, or if only I'd been able to actually have that visible. That's the other thing I'm starting to come to realize a lot more, is visibility is important when it comes to organization, especially uh, if you are at all close to the ADHD spectrum. And again, I'm not, I'm not diagnosed, but I'm seeing enough similarities that at the very least I can, I can see that the tools that are applied in that area may have some benefit to me. And one of the things that was noted was a sort of impermanence of things that are around you. If you don't see it, it goes out of mind, quite literally out of sight, out of mind. And that can be a problem when you're trying to organize things because you're not consciously thinking about it and you don't have a way to be reminded of that. Um, the amount of food that's gone to waste is kind of the same sort of thing. Although that I, I have a bit better of a handle of, but my freezer is full. What is my freezer full of? I'm not entirely certain. <laughs> I do know that I, I'm much more careful about buying stuff for the freezer anyway. That's something as a long-term habit that I'm always careful about buying things I know I'm going to use or buying things that I know are going to last. So it's not too big a, a deal, but there has been some freezer burn I've had to deal with over time. But the same thing kind of goes to not only the spices I have around me, but the different things I have that come in boxes. Um, I opened up a box of cereal this morning and I started to think, well, first of all, I know I have more cereal. This is not the only cereal that I have, but I bought this one specifically because I wanted to try something different. I was a bit tired of, of the raisin brand, so I went for, for the mini wheats, which I also had mistaken for um, wheat, um, the wheat squares. And then when I had the the mini wheats, I realized, oh, this is like the other cereal. It's okay. I love both cereals anyway, but it was kind of odd to me. But I thought to myself, like, how am I going to make sure that I eat cereal every day? Now I could make it so that's the only thing I have to eat. That is probably the easiest solution in many cases. Remove all the other options and you suddenly have only one option. It's easier to choose that one. But I sometimes have toast in the morning or I'll buy some bagels. Uh, bagels are one of those things I can't eat fast enough uh, before they go bad. So I'm still working on that one. Um, or I might decide that I'm going to have a sandwich for breakfast or leftovers if I have some pizza or whatever. But what I really want myself to do is eat the cereal because the milk goes bad. But I forget. And the milk is not necessarily in the most prominent position in the fridge, so I don't think of it there. What do I do with the cereal? Now, I've left that out on the counter for now, just to kind of have it as a prominent spot. I have another spot where the cereal normally lives, and I can put it back there. It's actually visible from where I would be normally standing on my counter, but it's not as visible as if it's just in front of me. But another thing I've seen uh, happening in in the the world I've become fascinated with, which is sort of, uh, what's the genre of show? Basically, it's, it's the reality shows that deal with organization. There's reality shows that deal with um, a lot of makeover shows. Not makeover, not personal makeover, but uh, uh, rebuilding or expanding places, that sort of thing. There's a lot of shows that I really enjoy in that genre. I've been fascinated with main, main cabin masters because there's a lot of personality in the characters, the people that are, that are there, uh, and it seems very genuine. Uh, and then the transformations they're able to make of these places are amazing. The fact that their transformations cost me or would be more than I would be willing to even pay for a car 
is a little harder for me to imagine ever becoming a realistic element of my life. But still, I like the clever solutions. I like what has been dubbed a competence porn, which I think is really a, di- a bit uh, derivative. What I would say is it's, it is it is competency. That is something I like to see. I have another comment about that in another episode, perhaps, uh, about how I've also found the opposite to be oppositely true, if that makes any sense. Anyway, in these shows, one of the things that I'm I'm kind of amazed with is the organization of the kitchen. Other places as well, other spots, but the kitchen seems to be one of those places we return to time and time again. And as I said, it is a perfect location for the complexity of storing everything to really come to the fore. There's a lot of different things in the kitchen. I probably have, on a conservative estimate, 50 different spices in my kitchen. Probably more, actually. I certainly have a bunch of different cans of food. I have, you know, different raw ingredients. I have uh, vegetables as well that need to be consumed. I have sauces. I have a lot of things. And then, of course, you get into the utensils and your gadgets and, and everything else. And suddenly you've got this very large number of things in a singular area. And generally, you don't have a lot of any one thing. You might have some things that you have more of. And I, I, for example, will often buy spices in bulk and refill smaller containers that are out. But that means I have to store the bulk container somewhere. And if I'm, if I'm not careful, I'll store it somewhere where I'll forget I even have it. And then when I run out in the small bottle, I realize, I think, oh, I don't have any more. Uh, and, or I have to go for a hunt to figure out where I stored the backup of that particular spice. And I have backups for most of the spices because they don't come in sizes that are consumable by a single person. Uh, I'm going to declare a spice bankruptcy here in a little while, I think, where I'm just going to throw out some of the spices I haven't used for a long time because they've gotten aged anyway, so they probably don't taste like much. Or I'm going to take the ones that are there if I really like those spices and I'm going to concoct foods to eat them quickly. I don't know what I'm going to use that much cumin for, but I will figure it out. But one of the things I, I experimented with earlier this year um, was I decided that I had a I wanted to, to treat my potatoes and onions a little more thoughtfully. Normally, I'd buy a bag of potatoes that would sit somewhere on a floor, and it would kind of be forgotten. Although I eat potatoes often enough, often enough, I'm not too worried about it. But they might go bad in the bag. I might not realize how long they've been there. That sort of thing. And I thought, no, I want to make these a little more visible. So I bought a small container, stackable um, uh, drawers, essentially, not drawers, stackable containers with kind of an opening in the front. And I put the potatoes in there. And I don't, I, I don't have enough space to put all the potatoes of a bag in there. So I'm, I'm sort of constantly filling it. But it also makes me feel like I'm making progress. I'm moving through the potatoes. Not that I have to eat a certain number of potatoes or anything like that. But it just feels like there's a certain sense of motion. Similarly, I do my onions this way. And on a third level, I have the ones that are are a little more specialized where I'll have my garlic, I'll have my shallots, I'll have my ginger, uh, I'll have my jalapenos. And I also sometimes put uh, lemons and limes there, although I'm starting to realize those should really go in the fridge. And part of this is about making them visible. It, It makes it Rather than me going and reaching into the fridge, as I did tonight for time reasons, just pulling out a, ba- a pack of, of, of uh, sausages and cooking them, and that's the only thing I ate with, with buns and sriracha. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, a primitive. Um, <laughs> but that's the only thing I ate. That was the only thing I really felt I had both the energy and time for, but also it was the only thing visible to me. But I can make a full Greek salad. I have everything I need for Greek salad, literally. I had a Greek salad I ordered from a restaurant the other day and went... I really should just eat, make this myself. I love this salad. 
I have feta in my fridge all the time. It's, it's become a constant staple I have in there, but it gets packed away behind some other things. And then I start to think how much time it takes to put it all together and blah, blah, blah. But before I realized I've talked myself out of it. I should be amended. I don't have any lettuce at the moment, which in non-traditional Greek salads is what we serve here. I don't need that. I have cucumbers I can put in there for a more traditional one. Anyway, so I start to think about how, how my kitchen is organized. Um, start to think about what space I have used up. I've got too many things always in every aspect of my life. I've got too many things for the space I'm trying to use and trying to figure out what the balance of that is, uh, is, is difficult and something I've been struggling with. Um, I've started to get into the idea of seasonal variations in my, um, in my, uh, uh, my devices so that my ice maker only comes out in the summertime. And then I tuck it away on a shelf that I don't need to see until next spring. Uh, or I could bring it up for special occasions if I'm having cocktails or something, but basically it becomes something that can take up the space on my counter for now. But when the season is over, it goes away. And I like that. I like that. I want that modularity to happen a little bit more. That's one of the things I'm always kind of curious about when it comes to future societies, you know, something like Star Trek has it easy because they can just make whatever dishes they need. They can replicate spices, that sort of thing, but I need to actually store all this stuff. So how do I make it more efficient? Uh, I do know that I need to do a purge, uh, in every aspect of my life. As I said, I have too many things, but I need to reduce them. Uh, but at the same time, um, having all these things on hand increases the number of possible things I can create. There's a reason I have about a hundred, well, let's say 50 cookbooks, uh, not because I'm going to cook from every single one of them, but because I want the, uh, the possibilities there. That's another thing I want to go back through is just go back through my cookbooks and start to pull out more recipes and add more things to my repertoire. But I've got to remember to do that. That's another layer of this is if I don't see it and I don't have a system of reminding myself of it, I'm going to forget it. So these are the different wheels upon wheels that I've been trying to un unravel over the last few years, systematize a number of things, um, for the, uh, I've got a daily routine or daily or weekly uh, guide that I use a weekly planner that I use. That's helping a lot. I've tried different approaches to grocery planning or grocery tracking. Uh, I love the concept of something like, well, blue apron is a very famous version of it, but they basically, these are, are, uh, recipe services that will deliver to you all the ingredients necessary. I love the idea of those because that is a contained unit of, of everything I need all at once. And then once it's done, all I have are leftovers or I have garbage and that's pretty appealing. I'd love to be able to, to organize my own stuff that way and figure out how I could make it work a little bit better. Uh, so that's the, the sort of the, the, uh, the organization, the plant, uh, platonic ideal, which is these, these kitchens I see. And the question I have which kind of leads to the middle part, the platonic ideal is what is the platonic ideal of storing cereal? For example, do you decant it? Do you take it out of the box and put it into some container? Uh, I, you, the other place I see this is in movies, of course, and movies are platonic ideals. Essentially they are, they are the, the imaginary versions of the real world and they are meant to be that idealized version that we see the reflect reflection in our own lives and realize both that, uh, that is what the ultimate would be, but also not necessarily the realistic version of it. 
Uh, and things like, do you decant your milk? Uh, do you put it into another jar or another bottle? Uh, same with, uh, with, uh, um, um, uh, juice. And of course the, the one that's more often used with the word decant is something like wine. And when I, you know, obviously I realize when I'm looking at a, at a, at a, a cooking show's kitchen, it's a set. It's been manufactured that way. Although I'm always very curious to figure out how much of it is manufactured, how much do they just clean? <laughs> is it just clean and organized? If it's just clean and organized, that's something I can achieve. If it's a manufactured set, then I'm not going to achieve that. But I look at people's kitchens, like the um, the Pioneer Woman's Kitchen, Reed Drummond, uh, or the, uh, they've been doing episodes at home for uh, Cook's Country and, um, not Cook's Country, they've been doing sets at, at, at home once, but um, uh, the, the, the oh, what's it called? The American Cook Book Society? No, that's not the right name. Anyway, they're related to Cook's Country. Uh, and they've been doing episodes at home, so I'm kind of looking at it going, well, is this really their home? Obviously, it's much better let, lit than <laughs> my apartment is. But if it is something I can I can look at. I've done the same thing actually uh, with friends occasionally. I haven't done it for a long time and I, I kind of wish I would do it again, but I used to do this a lot. I would kind of, when I would enter a friend's home, I would be in the kitchen perhaps and I would look around at how did they organize everything? How did my mother organize things? And of course I'm on my own. How do I organize things? And is there a right way to do a lot of these things? And why were we never taught that? I always question basic education. Uh, some of these basic education questions were assumed to somehow get from home. Uh, I suspect that most of us don't. I suspect that we don't see those examples. Um, if I'm going to make Christmas cookies, I want it, my kitchen to look like the Christmas cookie movie. <laughs> I want, I want to be able to, to, uh, to be like that. So finding somewhere in the, in between the potatoes thing that works, that is a practical thing for me. And it's much nicer to be able to go and grab a couple of potatoes. I see piling on the top. I can easily check which ones are starting to go. I can easily check to see if they need a bit more and the air helps. It seems to keep them, uh, better. I don't have any direct light on them as well. That helps, but it's always a, an interesting question to me about how you organize all these things. Cause nothing in my life is truly all that organized. <laughs> it bugs me, but I'm also not sure how much time I need to invest in organizing. And do I need to invest any at all? These are the questions that plague my mind. I wander out loud and I've done so now for far too long. I'm Mark the Encaffeinated One. I'm also participating in the dog days of podcasting. If you're listening through that particular feed, then I'm very happy to have you as a new listener. If you're listening to it through my own feed, go to Dog Days of Podcasting and listen. You're already a couple of days behind. That means you've got a lot to catch up on, and it's all pretty cool, actually. I love hearing from everyone who's involved. There's a dozen people involved, and they're all doing different things, and I love it. That's it for me today. I will talk to you again tomorrow.